You're listening to MOG Channel. Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel where we help you to see a real and practical Christianity from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Today we're going to continue our faith series and the topic is faith is not hope. So we're going to take this text, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 13, and now abides faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Now, I'd really love to talk about how love is the greatest, but that's not our topic, so let's skip. But importantly, we see there is faith, there is hope, and there is love, right? Three very essential components in Christ. But then the one that we're focusing on today is faith. But then beyond what we're focusing on, one thing we should know about it is that every single one of them, faith, hope, love, they have their own place. But when you begin to pick one and put it in the context that it was never meant for, then it becomes useless. It becomes obsolete. So today we're focusing on hope and faith. And these two have no business mixing together. They are complementary in the sense that one does something, the other does not. And both of them work together. But they are not supposed to be in the same lane. It's like two athletes running on different lanes towards the same goal. But then they are on the same team. Maybe Team Australia or Team Nigeria or Team whatever. But they are supposed to be on different lanes. Now, the moment they begin to merge lanes, anything can happen. They can, you know, trip over each other or something like that. They are meant to be on different lanes, right? Let's explore how they differ. Because believers have a very wonderful habit of substituting the two. A lot of believers hope for God to do certain things that faith should do. They hope and they don't see the results. So let's just look at some verses and we can see the difference. So Proverbs chapter 13 verse 12, it says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. So hope deferred makes the heart sick. So I've seen that hope has to do with a future thing. You are expecting something, you want something, your dad promised you something, right? You are expecting a job or expecting to get into school or expecting to pass an exam. Something, something, something. Now, it says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So, that means the thing that you're expecting did not happen. And what did it do? It made your heart sick. <laughs> right? Have you ever been expecting a gift or something? Expecting maybe your dad or mom traveled and it's been a while. You're expecting they would have come back like yesterday and the flight was delayed. You know, there are things like that. It makes the heart sick. Right? So, you see the futuristic element in that verse of hope. Look at Acts chapter 2 verse 26. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, also my flesh shall rest in hope because you will not leave my soul in hell, neither will you let your Holy One to see corruption. Now, this is talking about Jesus. This is from the mouth of David. Okay, this is Peter actually who was quoting David or what David said about Christ. And you see, he said, Therefore did my heart rejoice, my tongue was glad, and moreover, also my flesh because you will not leave my soul in hell. So this, in the sense of it, is a promissory note. It's like a promise of what God will do 
for Christ. He says, you will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will you let your Holy One see corruption. Are you seeing that? So, we can pick something from this one that there is a promise of God to Christ. There's a promise of God. So, it's a hope. It's something in the future because when Christ is dead, he's dead. Right? He's dead in the grave. But he says, you will not leave my soul in hell. In other words, you are promised that you will do something. And that is what I anchor my hope on. In that sense, that means I have no responsibility for it. Lord, you are the one who has responsibility for it. Let's look at another one. Acts 23 verse 6. But when Paul perceived that one part of Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out to the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, of the hope and resurrection of the dead. I am called in question. So, this particular one, what happened there was when Paul was on his last missionary journey and he went to Jerusalem and they grabbed him there. So they took him before the council of the Jews and there when he saw that there were Pharisees and Sadducees, he just played them against each other because the Pharisees believe in resurrection, they believe in life after death, the Sadducees do not. They don't believe in angels or spirits or anything or life after death. So when Paul saw that, okay, these guys are different, he pitched them against each other. And so this is what he said. He said, Men and brethren, I'm a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. Are you seeing that he, he established that one so that it would ginger some people's bodies in that place? He says, Of the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am called into question. Now, notice the hope is a hope. So the hope and resurrection of the dead. So that means the dead hope that they will resurrect they will rise from the dead this is actually talking about eternal life right that in this life you will have life eternal but in the life after you will live with god forever you will actually be raised from the dead you will have a new body and he said that's what i'm being called into question for so you see hope here is futuristic it's in the future something that god will do are you seeing that something that god will do now this is obviously opposite to salvation which is what god has already done right in salvation god has already done it so we appropriate that that's why you see we need faith in salvation not hope you cannot hope to be saved you can only believe to be saved right that um romans chapter 10 verse 9 if you believe in your heart the lord jesus and confess to your mother god raised from the dead you will be saved right so you believe and you confess it right now that you'll be saved are you seeing that difference hope has a lot to do with futuristic elements but faith has a lot to do with now right now 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 so right let me even continue the verse okay verse 14 but this i confess unto you that after the way which they all call heresy so worship i the god of my fathers believing all things that are written in the law and the prophets and have hope towards god which they themselves also allow that there may be a resurrection of the dead both of the just and the, and the unjust so you're seeing that this hope that he has, right, is futuristic again. And he explains better what he means by resurrection of the dead, both of the, the just and the unjust. That, so that resurrection has a lot to do with the life after death. So resurrection is contextual. Resurrection, I, I did a study on this recently, and you see that the word resurrection, you can just look it up in your Bible, look in the New Testament, and look at how the word resurrection was used you see that they have different uses. Some of the uses are, like in this context, talking about life after death. That is, there's judgment. People will keep on living after death, right? But 
they will live in different realities so some will live eternal life with god some will live eternally away from god and so that's one and that one talks about the physical resurrection from the dead talking about how after we rise from the dead we will have a glorified body we will receive a new body right so that's the different context of resurrection in that sense now let's see another verse this verse here contains both elements of faith and hope so let's see if we can spot which one is which right because i think if i've explained what hope is then faith should be easier to understand which is just faith is a noun thing faith is a habit now we're going to go more into that anyway so acts of the 27 verse 19 and the third day we cast out with our own hands the tackling of the ship and when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared and no small tempest lay on us all all hope that we should be saved was then taken away so you are seeing this is actually the story of paul on yeah his last missionary journey which was to rome and because he was a prisoner at this time and we see what happened here that they were in a ship now paul had had nudgings about this journey that man there was going to be loss on this journey well of course they didn't listen to paul they didn't wait to send them <laughs> so they went on the journey and then you know it don't happen i don't someone said i'm using this a google thing too much in my podcast sorry it's just talking my head but he said it don't ha- it, i honestly it don't happen again <laughs> but <laughs> what he said what happened the ship was really assaulted by winds and stuff and so now you're saying that in verse 20 when neither sun nor stars in any days appeared and no small tempest lay on us that is the way the winds and the waters were blowing on them on the ship man he said all hope that we should be saved was then taken away that is after they had waited and waited and waited right they were looking for the sun and stars for navigation right and also at least if you see the sun and stars it means that the the waters are calming down and there was none for many days so they just say you know what we won't be saved they lost all hope there was a hope that they had now also notice that this hope was not anchored it was anchored on physical things like okay the sun or stars or whatever should change it was not anchored on god it was anchored on something physical because later we'll have to make a distinction between physical or natural hope and let me use the word supernatural or biblical hope there's two kinds of hope right so let's keep reading verse 21 but after long abstinence paul stood forth in the midst of them and said sirs you should have listened to me and not have loosed from crete and have gained this harm and loss so you see when you have a spiritual man listen to the spiritual man he said don't go they said my, my guy you're not paying the bills here man get in the ship 22 and now i exhort you to be of good cheer for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you but of the ship for there stood by me this night the angel of god whose i am and whom i serve saying fear not paul you must be brought before caesar and lo god has given you all them that sail with you therefore says be of good cheer for i believe god that it shall be even as it was told me are you seeing this paul while they are in a hopeless state right because obviously hope is anchored on some expectation that something should happen something should happen but when nothing was happening they entered a hopeless state they lost all hope 
But Paul on his own said, no, something will happen. Nobody will lose his life. Notice that their own was a futuristic event. Something should happen. They are waiting for something to happen, right? Then they lost hope. Paul's own was anchored on a reality. Paul was saying, an angel told me we'll be fine. So we are fine, right? Paul's own was present tense. Their own was future tense. Now, this is important to know because a lot of people, they do just the opposite. They, they flip it, right? Rather than understand that faith is a reality that you stay on now, they flip it. So they are hoping, they are hoping, I hope, right? I hope, I'm hoping that this will happen. I hope I get the job. I hope I get the car. I hope I get married. I hope I pass. I hope, I hope, I hope. But you are seeing that hope is anchored on something far out in the future, Hope is not anchored on anything tangible. It may be anchored on information anyway. So, like I always say, <laughs> okay, back then when I was a kid, I had this uncle that promised us, I'll get you a PlayStation 2. Man, that was some serious hope. <laughs> so that's why I understand that verse says, Hope deferred makes the heart sick because the way my uncle deferred it there, he had a spirit of deference. He kept on deferring and deferring and deferring. Oh, don't worry. What a job. I'll get it. You, I'll get it. Kept on deferring and deferring and deferring. I beg of you, please. It's better you shut your mouth than promise your nephew, <laughs> who is like maybe eight years old or ten years old, something that you cannot deliver. Please, you you will sow a seed of distrust in his heart. But that was hope deferred. Kept on hoping, hoping, hoping. I hope to hope against all hope. Kept on hoping. It never occurred. Eventually, it was my own father that bought me a game, right? Which I think I spoiled after one month. Then he had to buy that one later. Anyway, so that's like what happened there. Hope is 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 hope, you know. <laughs> future in the future. hope. For example, I hope I will be healed. Omo, my guy, let me not lie to you. You'll be on that bed. You will be on that bed like no joke. You will remain on that sick bed because you are hoping, hoping, hope. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Hope. It's a future, farther away kind of. Ah, you get what I'm saying? Reality is not anchored on anything substantial. So that's what it is now. I said I was going to separate hope in the natural and spiritual sense right so natural hope has a lot to do with like a sense of expectation of something right without responsibility so in that case they were looking at this hoping for the stars or the sun or the moon to come out right they were hoping they were believing they were praying let it come out please but there was no responsibility on their part to bring that to happen right they couldn't appropriate that for them it was just man a wish let me just use that word a wish it was a wish so in the natural people's hope is anchored on certain kind of a a sense of i guess the word hope can be substituted for the word hope it's just a sense of expectation like something will happen sometimes based on information sometimes not based on information right for example hoping that Hey, let the soccer fans not come for me. But hoping that Arsenal will win, you know what I'm saying? Hoping that Arsenal will stop being trophyless and 
Arsenal will win sometime in the future, maybe the Champions League or which other cup. I don't watch football anymore anyway. But at least the last time I checked, they were still in that hopeless sense. <laughs> hopeless state. So you're just hoping, you get you're hoping. Please don't stop listening to this podcast because you're an Arsenal fan. Please. I mean no. <laughs> Oh, good Lord, we should go on radio. So, that hope thing, it's just the Fed, right? It's, it gets, so, that's the natural, right? That's the natural. Based on information, okay, you're looking at their form, looking at the new players they bought and all those things. You calculate, calculate and say, okay, I hope they win, right? Good. Now, faith on the other hand, or sorry, natural differs in that way. But spiritual or biblical hope is anchored on God's promises. Biblical hope is actually far stronger than natural hope because biblical hope is anchored on something. Biblical hope is anchored on God's promises, right? Aha. God is faithful. We know that. God has proven faithful. So he now tells us of certain things, right? And then we anchor our hope on him. And so that's how you can miss it because sometimes it looks a bit similar to faith but the difference is that hope is a future thing something that god has said he will do something that doesn't really depend on you right it doesn't depend on you it's a futuristic thing that a promise of god that will eventually come to pass right aha it will eventually come to pass and that's why um, when we look in the Old Testament, the people who believed in the coming of Christ, because there are people that God spoke to, like Abraham, the Bible says that in Romans 4 and in, um, that should be, which other one, Galatians, I think Galatians 3, that God preached the gospel to Abraham, right? So he, now look at this, he preached the gospel to Abraham. So there are two things. Number one, Abraham believed the gospel. He actually believed and he was called righteous. But in another sense, Abraham was also hoping because Abraham had no parts to play in the coming of Christ, but he believed that Christ would come, right? He believed on what Christ would do, so in that sense, he was in faith, but at the same time, because Christ had not died yet, had not come yet, he was in hope also. Are you seeing that? For us today, it is no longer a hope, it is a reality. It is only a reality for us, it's not a hope because Christ has already died. We now believe in what he has done, and that is actually the faith thing is not it's not futuristic so hope in a spiritual or biblical sense is anchored on the promises of god do you see that right it's on the promises of god this is what god will do this is what god will do now biblical faith okay sorry before i go there biblical hope involves things like the resurrection a glorified body the second coming of christ these are things that he will do right what he has done is salvation these are things in the package of salvation but because they have not happened yet they are a hope you will receive a glorified body one day that's a hope you have nothing like it's not nice in the name of jesus i receive my body right now i have my body right now i prepared my body right no 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 it's not your business really like it's your business but it's not your business it's not your business to bring it to pass it will happen eventually with or without your consent it will happen with or without your faith that's the truth. You already have faith in Christ. You have faith in, in what he has done. But then there's a promise that we're not done. That I will still give you a new body. There's a promise that when I, I die, I will rise from the dead. Those are promises. You can't do anything about those ones. Do you get? Now, faith on the other hand is a noun thing. You're not hoping, right? 
you actually believe you have it. It's an assurance that you have what you have asked for. It's for the now. So, remember that Christ has died, paid for our sins, and there are things that are available to us. First of all, the Spirit of God is available to us, and in that Spirit, there are many things available to us by that same Spirit. Now, faith will be the appropriation of what He has done now, what is relevant to now. So, for example, you need healing. It is You can appropriate it now. It's something that you can actually like work out now. You can say, I'm healed. I'm healed now. You get so it's different from hope. Hope you you can't do anything about biblical hope. It will eventually happen. You can't do anything about it. You can just wait. The coming of Christ, you just wait. But when you are sick in your body, you can say in the name of Jesus, I have been healed already. I have healing in my body. God's life and power lives inside me. So in the name of Jesus, I am fine. And you begin to do what you could not do. That is totally different. Different ball game from hope. Different ball game from hope entirely right look at hebrews 11 verse 1 it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen faith is what the substance of things hoped for it is substance there's a another verse of scripture so another translation that actually says faith gives substance to hope so the difference between faith and hope because in hope you are believing for something something will happen in faith also you are expecting something to happen but the difference is that you have a substance you have the reality already i was using this example yesterday on the call i had i said if okay did i use the example well let's say you buy a car you buy a car right and the car is in the abroad and the person you are using maybe your brother sister or whoever or your uncle buys the car from there I know they have to do all this clearing, paperwork, shipping, clearing when they come here. But he sends you the receipt or is it the title deed of the car or something like that. He sends it to you. And you have it in your hand. Or maybe you send the picture, you see your name on it, signed, paid for. This is yours. Now, what are you doing? You're just waiting for the car to come. That one is not really, really a hope. That one, you have it. Do you understand? In a natural sense, you're not hoping for it. You have the car. You're just waiting for the manifestation, right? Now, that is how faith actually is. Biblical faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, you want a car, you want the house. The Bible says, whoever shall say to the mountain, be moved and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe the things he says will come to pass. He will have whatever he says. So, now, it now says, whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive and have it. So, whatever you desire, you want something when you pray, it says, believe you have it, and you have it. So, while you have spoken to the mountain, be moved. You believe the mountain has been moved. Why? Because God's word says you can do it. So on the inside, you know the mountain has been moved, even if you are still seeing the physical mountain. So you can walk away. You can walk away. If your car is on the way and you have the title deed already, you already have the papers, you have the receipt. You can walk away. You can sleep well. You're not thinking about the car. Hey, how will the car come? Where will the car? No, the car will come. The car will actually come. That's that's it. That's faith. That's faith right so you see it's giving substance to hope in this sense there's a responsibility on your part to believe in hope there's no responsibility just go to sleep but in faith there is a responsibility on your part you get to have the title to hold on to the title deed there's a big responsibility on your part you get that you take responsibility by believing that's why i don't have to say to believe it i just believe it do you get i believe it because i have it that's that's really the philosophy of mindset of the believer 
right that's the mindset of faith i have it i'm not going to have it i have it faith says i'm going to have it i'm going to experience even if it's promised i will experience it one day right look at this first peter chapter 1 verse 7 that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perishes though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of jesus christ are you seeing that at the what appearing of jesus christ now you believe in that but the difference and that difference is this you believe it too you believe it like in a sense you have faith in that event that that event will happen but the thing is you don't need to appropriate it you don't need to experience it now there's no point you get you can't do anything about it faith in faith you can do something about it you can move mountains things can happen now right but we hope in this sense even if you believe it it is a postponed event so it may be found at the appearing of jesus christ now look at this other part whom having not seen you love so there are two sides to it. there's the hope side of it he's appearing you hope in that but now you have not seen him yet you love him right whom having not seen yet love in whom though now see you not yet believing are you seeing that you believe in him even if you've not seen him. so you have faith in him now but you have not seen him yet you will see him eventually but you have faith in him now so there's a difference in these two so there's a place of the hope hope has a lot to do with that part you hope in his coming you hope in his appearing but you believe in him now now believing him now is so important because when you're going through things going through rough seasons that look like there's no god you have to believe you have to believe that he is hebrews 11 tells us that that those who come to god must believe that he is you must believe he exists believe he's alive are you seeing that you must believe he's alive that's faith you believe now you appropriate that now right i have faith <laughs> i have faith for what i need now right now let me say this it may take six weeks six days six hours six seconds six years for me to see what i've believed for but it doesn't change the fact that i have it i have it it is the appropriation that may take time very 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 important very important hope happens automatically faith must be enforced here on earth we need faith to enforce what christ has paid for you don't hope for money you don't hope for cars you don't hope for anything else if you hope for these things you will never get them because you need them now so it is faith you need to appropriate those things now right you need faith for let's say you are trying to you are believing god that you have a sound mind your mind is not going going bonkers on you you're not depressed those things you need faith for them i'm not depressed in the name of jesus i refuse to be depressed i have the life of god i have the joy of god you appropriate those things now you get what i'm saying hope is like when i die i know we're going to be with jesus forever that's hope that's beautiful but i don't need that now <laughs> you get what i'm saying so definitely i hope with these few points of mine i've been able to help you to see the difference between the two so the question is where are you on what part are you have you been hoping or have you been faithing it i really really like to hear your response on that you know you can hit me up on mog no is the mog channel sorry psd.sn on instagram and definitely i want to hear like i want to hear your experience like which one do you think you've been living in have you been hoping or have you been believing and the thing is now you now that you know this is what i've been doing let's say you've been hoping you now realize you have to make an adjustment you can go back to the teachings i've, I've taught i think they're about 10 now or so 
yeah there will be seven ten five go listen to those ones and get yourself into that place of faith leave the hope zone because the hope zone will eventually come to pass you actually don't need to do anything glory to god okay we've come to the end of today's podcast episode i believe you've been blessed and touched why don't you share this with other people let them know where they are missing it and let them align themselves so that they can receive the things that god has for them all right now don't forget that every single morning by 6 a.m we are praying on the mixlr app mixlr download it on the play or app store and search young ecclesian nation you'll find us by 6 a.m just get into the app and look for us or just click us and you'll see us there praying 6 a.m to 6 30 get that consistency back in your prayer life god bless you have a wonderful day bye bye if this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question you can head over to my instagram that's pst.sn pst.essien see you there